Did you know that studies have shown affirmations can profoundly influence your psychological well-being, enhancing self-confidence and reducing anxiety? Here at Positive Birth Australia, we have crafted a 20-minute birth affirmations track filled with soulful, carefully curated affirmations to empower, inspire, and guide you to deeply remember the power you hold within. And to my fellow belly birth mothers, we have created a track specifically for you to honor that all birth is a sacred moment of profound significance. For only $5, you can download and immerse yourself in our affirmations track to transform your mindset in the lead up to birth and during labor, serving as a potent reminder of the inherent power and love you possess. Visit us at www.positivebirthaustralia.com or head to the show notes and follow the link provided to start your journey toward a more empowered birth experience. Welcome to Positive Birth Australia, a podcast created to empower and educate mothers along their own pregnancy journey. Each week, I'll be sharing insightful and inspiring birth stories and advice in the hopes to help you create your own positive birth experience. I'm your host, Sky Marie. Let's get into today's show. Welcome back, guys. I am so excited to share today's episode with you because it is very special. The beautiful Steph takes us through her two births, the second ending in well. I'll give you a little hint. It's not a home birth and it's not a hospital birth. Side note, some of the audio on this is just a little bit sketchy and just a little trigger warning. Steph also touches on a miscarriage and her fertility struggles, but her journey has a spectacular ending and I know you guys are going to really love this one. Enjoy. Thank you so much for coming on today, Steph. Thank you for having me. Do you want to just quickly tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, like where you live and who's in your family? Yeah, so uh, there's myself and my husband, Anthony. We've been together for, I think, 13 or nearly, yeah, about 13 years. Oh, wow. Um, And we've been married, yeah, for about uh, eight and a half. I hope I got that right. Um, So, yeah, so we've sort of been together. We were high school sweethearts, got together when we were 16. Oh, how beautiful. Yeah, so we've, uh, yeah, we've been together quite a while now and we've got our two beautiful boys, um, Hagen, who just turned two, Mm -hmm. and Tanner, who is nearly 10 months. Oh, I like that. I haven't heard that name before. Yeah, so, yeah, Hagen and Tanner. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Did you plan both of your pregnancies with the boys? Yeah, so we'd we'd always planned. Tanner was sort of not planned, not prevented. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely with Hagen, we were wanting to fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and we sort of started trying um, at the end of 2014. Yeah. Um, we'd always wanted kids and we were sort of just waiting for the right time. And um, we were living over in WA and um, working sort of in the mining industry. Um, we'd sort of come to a decision that we wanted to do it. We just travelled through Europe, um, oh, wow. you know, on a nice seven-week trip. So we thought, yeah, this is the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I had previously been diagnosed with um, PCOS, so I did know there was going to probably be a slight That's issue. polycystic ovarian um, syndrome, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so we'd planned to do it, so we sort of um, – started trying but it um was sort of taking a bit longer than we'd we'd hoped i had been seeing um a gynecologist up there um who then sort of helped 
with it. So we um, got onto Clomid um, and Metformin to try help um, get us pregnant because I wasn't ovulating. Yeah, so it was just um, Clomid was, I th- I'm pretty sure I was taking it sort of day five to nine um, and then that would help me uh, ovulate sort of around day 14, 12 or 14, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I was having blood tests to check if I had ovulated um, and then, yeah, we'd start the cycle all over again the next yeah. month because, yeah, we wouldn't fall pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then October 2015, we sort of um, decided to have a bit of a, a look around, um, have a laparoscopy and a hysteroscopy just to check that everything was working, mm-hmm. um, what my eggs were like, you know, the fallopian tubes weren't blocked or anything like that. Okay, so they sort of go um, in and have a look. Yeah, so it was just a keyhole surgery. So I sort of had, I think, three or four um, holes put in and okay. um, they they did a dye test to see that my tubes were all okay and they checked the eggs and everything. Um, so I had that done and then we were um, pretty lucky to actually fall pregnant straight away oh, wow. um, after that. Oh, yeah, awesome. so which was really amazing. So how old were you at that stage? Um, I would have been 24, just about okay. to be 25, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we were pretty lucky and, and I did a test one morning knowing that I actually had a gynecologist appointment that day. So I was like, oh, well, I better find out, you know, if I'm, I'm due. I think I was due about that day anyway. Yeah. So I took the test and there was a nice little faint line. Oh, so I took that amazing. as a positive. Oh, yeah. Best so feeling. Of, it was amazing. Yeah. We oh. were over the moon and went in and told Anthony and he was, he was pretty excited as well, oh. which was nice. Um, so, yeah, I went to the appointment anyway just to sort of see what my options were then moving forward, how to, you know, go about a pregnancy then yep. um, and, and with, you know, going to doctors or midwives, how it all worked. Um, so they were able to help me with that, which was great. Did um, you have any idea at that stage what type of care you wanted for your pregnancy? Not really, no. We'd had friends um, and family who had kids, but we weren't really familiar with um, the care that was given. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I sort of just knew to go to the doctor and get a blood test. And then sort of from there, mm. I didn't really know how it would pan out. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so we ended up getting the blood test and that was all good. And, um, so that was around the early December and then we were going home for Christmas mm-hmm. that day, uh, that, that month, sorry. So we ended up, um, coming home and we told everyone at Christmas and it was really quite amazing. I mean, we knew it was early. I think I was only sort of six or seven weeks, but because we lived far away um, from everyone. Mm. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to say we were in Victoria. Um, so we were in WA at the time and we'd come back for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so we thought, why not tell everyone we can be face-to-face and, you know, if anything yeah, happens, beautiful. we've got a supportive family. Um, didn't realise that sort of it would end in a miscarriage, unfortunately. Oh, no. Yeah. So oh, gosh. We, we had a scan in Melbourne um, and everything looked all right to us, but we sort of didn't realise um, that it wasn't as great as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the heartbeat was quite low and, and we, you know, were quite naive and ignorant to what it should have been. Okay. Um, and they said to get another, t- uh, another scan done the week later, which we were going to be back in Port Hedland um, in WA for that. Um, so I just booked it. I went the next week, um, didn't take Anthony with me cause I was like, Oh, no, I'll be fine. Like they're just checking, oh, you know, no. that, that baby's fine. And unfortunately the, the poor sonographer or whatever they're called, you know, mm. was looking around. She was like, I'm so sorry. I can't find a heartbeat. Mm. And my heart just dropped. 
and I, I was just in so much shock, you yeah. know, and I felt, I felt a little bit silly as well because even looking at the monitor, like I I didn't notice that there wasn't that flicker, like, you know, I just didn't yeah. know what I should have been looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, so I was just in complete shock and, and I felt a little bit bad as well for her having to deliver that news. Mm. So I sort of was just like, oh, okay, like, and she's like, okay, come with me, like, and took me to another room and she helped me organise to go see a doctor and everything, which was lovely. Um, but yeah, then sort of, I was just in so much shock, didn't cry or anything. And it wasn't until I got home and then called Anthony it sunk in. and yeah, that I couldn't even talk to him. I think I had to call his work and I just said, oh, can I speak to Anthony? And then he got on the phone and I, I couldn't even speak properly. Mm. I was like, you've got to come home. So it was absolutely devastating yeah. um, to have to go through that and, and to have been alone in the time, you know, yeah. and everything. Um, but yeah, so, so we ended how up. How many weeks would you have been? Sorry, six. I think seven? I was about. Seven, I think by then I was about seven to eight weeks. So still very early. Yeah, but you know, still. after trying for a year and you know finding out that we were pregnant, we were, you know it was quite a big shift in emotions for us. Mm, like, yeah, um, I can't imagine. Yeah, and so then we ended up um, having a DNC um, because my body hadn't started the process of Sorry, the miscarriage. What's a DNC? Um, I can't remember what it's, but it's pretty much to like clean you out and oh, remove, okay. yeah, I've remove heard everything. Right. Um, yeah, so we ended up having that, I think, a couple of days after the scan um, because I just wanted it all over. I, I didn't yeah. want to have to wait a couple of weeks for my body to do it naturally and um, it was just I thought if we just got it over and done with, we can then move on. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, just, and just process it all. Um, so we are lucky to be able to get in, I think, yeah, within a few days to have that operation, which was just a – a day procedure mm-hmm. um, and then had that done, which was sort of good just, yeah, to get it all over and done with and move on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so then that was yeah, the start of 2016 um, and then unfortunately then in the February my grandma passed away as well. So it was just sort of a double blow and, and then I ended up flying back to Melbourne for a funeral and seeing family again, which was really mm. hard but nice Gosh. to have support because yeah. they had known all along like I think it would have been harder as well to go back and been like oh actually like yes miscarriage two weeks ago as well so, so true yeah yeah so it was it was really hard and devastating but I'm I'm someone who I believe everything happens for a reason so Me it was too. just it was meant to be and not meant to be sort of thing it just happened as it was meant to happen um so yeah so then for the rest of that year we sort of just kept trying um seeing the gynecologist still doing um, the Clomid and Metformin medications. Mm. Um, we ended up moving back to Melbourne later that year. Okay. Um, yeah, so we're able to sort of settle in Melbourne a bit more, back with, you know, friends and family. Um, got onto a fertility doctor mm-hmm. um, in the city and then uh, we were still just trying and she was putting us on sort of different sorts of medication, like I was using... Um, uh, pessaries, which sort of go into your vagina. They're like little bullets to help give you more progesterone to help okay. keep your pregnancy. Um, I was having injections each month to try um, trigger my ovulation. Mm-hmm. So you um, were just not ovulating at all or you just needed No, help? no, I wasn't really ovulating, mm. um, which is one of the things with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So yeah. I just sort of needed that assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, and yeah, it's so such then, a small window even oh, if you do exactly. ovulate. So. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is with her, she was like, all right, so you'll have your injection, and it was a self-injection. So she's like, do do your injection at it was sometimes like eight o'clock at night and then have sex every second day. And, you know, it's pretty spot on with her timings based on a scan she had done Mm. to see when the eggs would be ready. Um, So yeah, all very, you know, technical of when to do things. Yeah. Um, But then we still weren't falling pregnant. And in July, 2017, I had um, another laparoscopy Mm -hmm. um, for her to have a look and to see, you know, if, if everything was still looking okay in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, and, and it was all good. And I was happy to have that because I just wanted her, you know, being a different doctor to, to check it all out in case, you know, the previous doctor may have missed something or. And can the PCOS get worse? Is that something um, that can happen? I don't really know, actually. Okay. Um, I think some people get like the cysts on their ovaries, which mm-hmm. I was lucky not to have. Mm-hmm. I just had all the other symptoms. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I really don't know, actually. It was never really discussed with me if it was getting better or worse. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, so it just sort of, yeah, I was just sort of taking the medication that they recommended yeah. for it to, mm-hmm. to try, you know, ovulate and get pregnant. Um, but she ended up, yeah, doing the laparoscopy and, and changing uh, the Clomid to a different drug called letrozole, mm-hmm. um, which then ended up working for us. We felt finally fell pregnant in the October. October, October, November, I think it was, in 2017. Um, and actually I forgot to mention just before that she had started talking about doing IVF and I was really hesitant to go down that route because I I kept thinking that IVF was the end. Like if we got to IVF and it didn't work, that was it. Like yeah. we didn't have any other options. So I, I really wanted to keep that option open. But, and, Last and resort. Sort of, Exactly, yeah. I just yeah. thought once we got to IVF, like if it wasn't working, we were going to be paying thousands of dollars, mm. you know, each time and and possibly, you know, it not working um, and then yeah. not knowing which way to go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were really extremely lucky that we just, I guess, surrendered to it, just thinking that that was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd booked that, I think, sort of around maybe the September, October and then the end of October, we found out we were pregnant. So I got to make awesome. that email to say, sorry, guys, I need to cancel my appointment. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. You'll have to keep that message. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. So that was sort of, it was nice um, to have just, yeah, been able to have have um, come to realise that we we're going to do it. And then, you know, they say once you relax, you, you get pregnant. But people, yeah. People don't want to hear that when they're trying to fall pregnant. Fortunately for us, it did work. Like we, you know, just became less stressed about it and everything fell into the place for us. But, yeah, we found out we are pregnant. And um, so we uh, then, yeah, got an early scan done just to check everything with our um, fertility doctor. Mm-hmm. And I was fortunate enough to not feel sick. I was really tired and um but I just, I didn't feel pregnant. So I ended up actually getting a 10 week scan. Cause I was like, I just want to make sure everything's okay. I don't yes. want to wait another couple of weeks for the 12 week scan. Yeah. Totally. Um, so we had, yeah. So we had a 10 week scan and that was wonderful because it, it actually started looking like a baby then. And I was oh, so amazed just to see that, that it was just such a, 
you know, there was a Big little difference. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't just a little blob. Blob, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was really amazing. So mm. we then decided to do shared care with um, our doctor. Um, just our normal GP, not the fertility doctor, because mm-hmm. we decided we'd just go, um, pro- uh, sorry, go public mm-hmm. in that area. Um, so I did share care, which was great, um, and yeah, just saw sort of the midwives when needed, and then the doctor. Um, and then, so during the pregnancy, everything went great. I loved being pregnant. Aww, uh, and awesome. at around thirty-one weeks, my blood pressure went up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doctor then wanted me to go get um, another scan just to check everything was okay. And I think I was measuring like a centimetre smaller and she thought the, the, the fluid was a bit low. Mm-hmm. Um, so ended up getting another scan and everything was fine. And it was sort of nice to be able to see the baby again. Yeah. You know, from 20 weeks to 40 weeks is a long time to wait oh, when you're gosh. not seeing your baby having any scans. Did you end up finding <laughs> out what you were having or did you leave it as a surprise? No, we ended up finding out we, um, nice. yeah, so we found out he was a boy at the 20-week scan. We got the um, a sonographer to write it on a piece of paper and then we took it home and just, you know, looked at it between ourselves. Oh, that's um, awesome. Which, which was amazing. So mm. we're really glad we did it because my husband, he thought we were definitely having a boy and he just wanted to be reassured that it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just kept sort of jumping in between. Mm. And I think because I because I didn't have a strong instinct, I didn't want to get an instinct for one or the other and then be wrong at the end. Yeah, so true. Um, so, yeah, so we're really glad to find out that we we're having a boy and, yeah, could plan a bit more and, you know, really knuckle down on the names um, for for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so that was really nice to have, fa- have found out that. Mm. Um, and had you done any preparation for your birth, like gone to any um, classes or anything like that? We, I was, I was, I prepared a lot, but I was chill about it, you know. Yeah, um, got you. I sort of knew that um, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, but I was really wanting to prepare my body to have the best experience possible, mm-hmm. um, still knowing that anything could happen and an intervention could happen and, mm-hmm. you know, cesarean could happen and, and every anything like that, but I really wanted to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of feel with, with childbirth, and everybody's different, but to me, ignorance isn't bliss in childbirth Mm. like and labor you know I'd rather know everything that could possibly happen so that if it was to happen I could make um an informed decision as to how I wanted to proceed knowing that I had that information already so did you do classes or were you reading books or um did you have people around you that had had babies yeah so I'd had a couple of friends with babies um they were really helpful and a few of my friends were pregnant at the same time as well which was nice awesome um, we did the hospital class, which was just a one Sunday. You go in and you know they tell you about the different yeah. sort of pain medications and where to go in, and yes. um, you know just the usual stuff, how to swaddle a baby, and a little bit about breastfeeding. That was it. So, but I did heaps of preparation myself. Um, I liked listening to like heaps of podcasts about yeah. about birth. Um, you know, rubbing oil on my belly and I did perineum massage as well. Yeah, nice. Um, evening primrose oil capsules, listening to meditation music. Um, in the last sort of few weeks it was, you know, um, eating heaps of dates and pineapple. Um, I did yoga each week, swimming. Oh, um, nice. And I just loved as well like laying in bed, talking to my baby, Aww. manifesting, you know, my birth and, and talking 
talking to my baby um, about how, you know, we we can go through this together. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Like I, I really um, I tried that. to picture myself, yeah, going through labour and birth and, and um, you know, just thinking of um, positive experiences and things yeah. I've read up and, and seen of other women, you know, when they've told their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really just wanted, yeah, to have, to be surrounded with positivity about it mm-hmm. um, just so that I could try have a positive experience myself. Yeah. That's um, awesome. you know, I really believe, you know, you can manifest things like that. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. And so I had lots of positive affirmations around and I had a sort of a journal I was writing in and oh, cool. um, yeah. So it was really nice to prepare for it. Mm. Um, so you enjoyed so, yeah. that whole process as well. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah. Um, so I, nice. I spoke a lot to my friends about it. And even now, like it's, one of my favourite subjects, sort of talking yeah. about <laughs> birth and pregnancy and everything. So, yeah. So, no, it was really nice. So you got to the – how far along were you when you started to get contractions? Um, The day before 40 weeks, so oh, 39, 39 and 7, I'd say, yeah. So the night before my due date, um, I had been sort of having on and off waves – um, you know, period pains and going to the toilet quite often. Um, and I think, I can't remember if it was before we went to bed or after we'd gone to bed that I had um, like my mucus plug came out. Mm-hmm. And so I sort of was like, yeah, I think I think we're on here. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we went to bed the night before um, and I couldn't get to sleep. Um, I kept having waves sort of every 10 minutes. I'd look at the clock and it was like 9.50 and, you know, 10 o'clock and 10.10 and sort of this wow. went on for a couple, a few hours, I think until about one o'clock. Um, and then I was sort of thinking, I'm like, yeah, I think this is going to sort of kick off a bit more. So I got up, packed the rest of like the toiletries, you know, the bits and pieces mm-hmm. that I still need to put in the bag. Um, and my husband was still asleep. So he just went straight to sleep after we went to bed. Um, I had no idea. And I had told him like I'd been feeling sort of the waves coming Um but I hadn't woken him yet. Um, but then he ended up waking up to me being in the ensuite, sort of packing things. And I remember him coming around the corner asking if I was okay. And I can't remember exactly what I said. It was, you know, like, oh, I think we're sort of, it's going to happen. Wow. And I, the look on his face, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to be going to work tomorrow. <laughs> 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 All the next few weeks. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, um, so. Did you yeah. call your OB at that stage? Um, no. So I'd, because I'd gone through the public system, I hadn't spoken to the midwife just yet okay, yeah. um, or the hospital. So I think we ended up just putting the TENS machine on and going back to bed, I think, mm. um, and sort of labouring in bed for a little while. We ended up calling the hospital maybe around 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so it sort of it got a little bit more intense um, but nothing too serious. Like I was able to just breathe through them mm-hmm. um, and just sort of relax as much as possible and use the TENS machine. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah, so we just we just stayed on the couch and just laboured, um, sort of leaning over the back of the couch or on the football. Mm. So had, had a good rhythm going of just breathing through the contractions and then being, the, you know, throughout the night I was able to, I think I dozed off a few times in between contractions. Mm, which that's good. Just to, yeah, get a bit of rest. Um, and then, yeah, just tried to drink as much water as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I managed to eat maybe two Vita wheats over my whole 
labor like I really didn't want to eat anything but I knew you had to yeah I was like I don't know how long this will be like this could be two hours it could be 20 hours so Mm. eat what I can um so yeah so I got to the morning and I think it was about eight o'clock again we then called the hospital and they said that um again we could take Panadol if I wanted um and to come in later that day um I said uh, I was still happy managing it all at home um, I just had the TENS machine and the heat pack mm-hmm. um, on. So I was happy with that. Like we were in a nice space of just yeah. being us at home and, and I was um, in a good mind frame about it all. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So then we went back to the bedroom because um, we'd been in the lounge room most of the night but because it was like morning now and the sunlight was coming through the window so we thought go back to the bedroom um, and laboured there for a bit longer and I remember just having the last few contractions sort of around 9.30, 10 o'clock and they just started to really pick up and it sort of changed as well, like there was a lot more pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of, I think I had a contraction and my noise had changed even, like I think I must have like moaned through it a bit more. Yeah. And my, my husband made the call, he's like, we're going to the hospital. I'm, calling them now. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> so were you nervous at all being your first baby and uh, labouring at home or were you just excited? Well, I was pretty excited but I think I, I can't remember being nervous but I think I just got myself, I'd, like I'd prepared myself mentally to just let relax. it all happen yeah, and relax. Awesome. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, I don't ever remember being fearful of anything. Um, and it just all sort of happened as it should. That's so nice. So, yeah, so we sort of we got in the car and um, drove to the hospital, which is about 20 minutes away, I think. So by this point it was about 10 and maybe we got there about 10.30ish. Um, and on the way there my husband's like, oh, okay, do you want me to drop you off up the top or do you want to go to the car park? And I sort of had started not losing my mind but I just couldn't concentrate as well and I was like oh, I don't know like and but he ended up dropping me off at the top and so I was waiting at the front door for him to go park and then come back up and I had a contraction there and oh my gosh. Sort of like leaning against the wall and like you know people were a couple of people walked past and I'm like oh no oh gosh I was like oh they've got to expect that exactly exactly that's such a common yeah. thing yeah exactly um so he finally came back up and then we walked up to the um the birth suites and I had another contra- uh, another wave at the front and he was there sort of holding my hand and he's like is there anything I can do and I I think angrily I was just like go push the button and tell him we're here like you know get me through <laughs> um so we finally got through and I gave them my book and the midwife there was like oh hi like welcome to birth suites uh hop on the scales and I'm like what <laughs> What? So she had to weigh me and I think just in case like I needed any medication oh, or anything, okay. they sort of knew my weight, I'm guessing. Um, so and it was just so random and I'm like, oh, yeah, God. Yeah, I don't think I've heard that one before. Yeah. So um, but throughout my whole pregnancy I'd always said like I didn't want to get to 90 kilos. I was like I just don't want a number nine in front. Like I'd never been that heavy. And I hopped on the scales and I was like 89 point something and I was like no. oh god yeah I was like thank god I'd gone into that labor so- now <laughs> <laughs> you manifested it exactly wow. so yes yeah, so I then ended up going through to the room and they um the midwife took us through and she was a lovely midwife and she was like okay I just need you to do a wee for me and I'm like are you kidding again like what? I, I can't wee so went to the toilet did the tiniest wee just so she could I guess test the 
I don't know, maybe test the proteins or something. And um, I was washing my hands and I could feel that I was needing to push. And really? the, the last few, yeah, the last few waves I had had, um, I had been feeling like a lot of pressure and yeah, my body had sort of shifted. Um, so I said to, I yelled out to Anthony, I'm like, Anthony, I'm pushing. So oh he, my gosh. he, um, he went and grabbed the midwife who was in the room anyway. She was like, that's all right. Just come, come, um, onto the bed and I'll, I'll check you, you know? And, um, I, I was in, you know, a different mindset of, of how it was going to happen and everything. And I was like, so like, what, what do you need me to do? I was still fully clothed. And she was like, oh, well, I can't check your cervix with your pants on. Oh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, true. Okay, pants off. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. So, yeah, so she checked me and she's like, oh, no wonder you need to push. Like, his head's pretty much here. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so pretty much um, she just said to wait for the next couple of waves to not push. So I don't know if maybe there was still just a little bit of cervix that um was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so... She then, after those couple of waves, was just like, just go with your body's urges, you know, do what feels right. And then, um, so, yeah, just started pushing and um, I ended up pushing for about an hour, I think. Um, But it just, it went so quick. Like, it just didn't feel like an hour each. Is that because your body was doing it? You weren't? Yeah, like, it wasn't, it wasn't really forced. It was just, yeah, every wave that came, you could feel my body bearing down and just taking over to push him out. Um, and yeah, and he was also still, um, in his sack, his, the water's (gasps) hadn't broken. So yeah, so he he ended up being born in the sack, which (gasps) is really cool. I didn't see it, um, because it sort of broke as he came out, but, um, I remember the midwife had gowned up in like a full, full gown and face mask, (laughs) um, just in case like, you know, the water's just broken. Yeah, went everywhere. Um, wow, but, that's amazing. Yeah, so he, um, yeah, he was born at ten to twelve, so about an hour, hour and twenty after we'd got to hospital. Wow. Um, yeah, which was really amazing, and it was just such an amazing feeling. And how did you? Yeah, birth. how did you feel? I mean, first baby. That's that's an incredible mm. birth story for a first baby. <laughs> Especially being in a hospital environment too. Yeah. Did you have a rush of oxytocin once he was oh, outside? Yeah, it was just like it was so surreal and amazing because um, even I'd like felt his head as I was pushing as well and definitely doesn't feel like he's out as far as you think he is. Mm. Um, but it was really cool like to feel the sack. But then, yeah, she was when I had the last contraction, he just his whole head and body came out. Wow. And it was amazing to feel like it happened so quick and then all of a sudden it was just on my chest and I was oh like, oh, my gosh, oh, you're, you're here. Like this it was just amazing and yeah you've waited so long yeah that's the thing like we'd waited by then it was um three three to four years Mm. um to have him and then as well like throughout the pregnancy you try to think of what they're going to look like and yeah I couldn't picture him at all but then as soon as I looked at him it just felt so right like it was like of course that's what you look like you know I'd known for so long yeah, wow. Oh. Yeah, so it was just really beautiful. Um, so beautiful. Yeah, so it was just kind of amazing. Yeah, wow. And did you have any tearing afterwards? No, actually, she. I just had a couple of grazes, which needed nothing. So, so amazing. I was, yeah, I was really happy about that. So that was one of the things I was, like, trying to prevent. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that I did 
you know, the perineum massage and the evening primrose capsules, yeah. um, which, you know, again, I put down to the preparation, yeah. which I know it doesn't happen for everyone like that and, and no. it depends how you birth. And but it helps. It is. Oh, definitely, exactly. So, like, everyone who I know is pregnant, I'd recommend it to. Yeah. It, it doesn't, you know, do anything negative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For me. Um, so, yes, I was really lucky with that, that, yeah, no tears, just a couple of grazes that were fine. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. you guys had your beautiful boy and then how long after did you decide that you were ready for baby number two and did you have any issues conceiving second time around? So we, because we had taken three years to fall pregnant with Hagen, we sort of decided when um, he was six months old we thought look let's, let's start. try again yeah let's yeah. start what could possibly another, be another three-year journey or it could be another month um didn't realize it would be another month <laughs> um, were you prepared so, for that at all not really yeah. <laughs> so yeah our next baby was just not planned not prevented we um sort of just thought you know if it's meant to happen it'll happen if it's not it'll happen when it's meant to um so, I yes, have so, heard of that though. I've heard that sometimes that mm. after you have a baby, your hormones can reset. Exactly. So yeah, um, that's yeah, obviously. When we went to the doctor, she was like, "Oh, he healed you, or he fixed you, like oh, for my oh. first son." I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true." Oh, that's amazing. So you but, fell yeah. pregnant, and you were in shock. Complete shock. So I um I I sort of had a feeling. I'd been feeling really average for a few days. Um. And we'd gone away for the weekend and seen heaps of friends. And I just, the whole weekend just felt like I was hungover, but I wasn't drinking. Um, mm-hmm. And we got home sort of that weekend and I just had this feeling. I was like, I think I'd be, I'm going to be pregnant. Um, so then the next day, I think I got some tests and did a test. Um, and Anthony had woken up and went to Hagen to get him out of bed. And I did the test and he didn't know I was going to be doing the test either. So I did it and there were those two lines and I'm pretty sure the first words I said, can I swear on this or not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the first words were, oh, fuck. (laughs) 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 The first few things that came out. But, but yeah, so I I just started crying and went into Anthony and showed him the test bawling my eyes out and I was just, I think I was more in shock and thinking like I was literally looking at my seven eight month old baby thinking I had another baby in this oh one. my gosh like, how am I gonna do two babies like uh, together you know that aren't twins yeah you know? well they oh, I mean oh, you know God. they're close enough to kind of be twins almost oh, that's it yeah when they're older they're gonna probably be very similar yeah um yeah, wow. but yeah so I was in complete shock but then after sort of a couple of days I came around and was I was really excited, like, and really grateful. Yeah, that you were pregnant. To, like, yeah, I just thought, yeah, if it was meant to be, like, we're meant to have two kids close together like this. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the start of number two. Oh, beautiful! And did you have a good pregnancy with him as well? Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, with both, actually, I forgot to say with Hagen, like, I had a lot of back pain um, and nerve pain. Um, I sort of had a, ended up having a bulging disc which then didn't heal properly in between and then was still sort of there through um, Tanner's pregnancy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it didn't phase me too much. Like I had to sleep with, you know, a heap of pillows around me and yeah. 
had to do lots of, you know, um, strength um, and exercise to um, to try help it. But mm-hmm. I, I still absolutely loved being pregnant and and having the feeling of him inside me and, yeah. and growing and everything. So, That's yeah, I definitely do it all over again with with knowing that you know I could have have that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so again, I did the same preparations for him. You know, doing the yoga and swimming and. Um, you know, listening to music and yeah. affirmations and everything like that and the raspberry leaf tea. Did you choose the same care again? Uh, no, I actually got into the midwifery group practice this time. Okay, cool. Um, I had, a, I think I had a friend do it or I just heard of it and thought it would be quite good to try different um, different care this time. Um, and, again, I wasn't too fond on my doctor and I sort of ha- didn't have um, – one particular doctor I went to each time, so I thought it'd just be easier seeing a midwife. Yeah, so you um, just see the same midwives throughout your pregnancy. Yeah, right. yeah. So you have one midwife who's yours, and then she has a partner who oh, okay, you yeah. who you sort of see if she's not available. Yeah, but there's awesome. a group of six of them in the whole program, so um, you'll definitely get one of them. Yeah, for awesome. your birth and and aftercare. Um, so yeah, she was amazing, Karen. I um I loved having all my appointments with her, and she. We just were very like-minded with with what I wanted. Um, so this time I wanted a water birth if possible, and um, oh, she nice. she was certified to do water births along with I think most of the others in the group practice, which was good. Um, and I said, you know, I wanted Anthony to assist with the delivery, so they were my two main preferences um, for this birth. And you know, just to be really hands off, and and again, I was wanting to sort of hopefully just rock up to the hospital and. Of, of a water birth with Anthony helping. <laughs> and did, um, was that at a public hospital, did you say? Yes. Yeah, yeah. okay, cool. So they had yeah. all the facilities there to they do a water birth. They have, I think they have only two rooms with a, um, a bath. Um, so you, I don't think you can really labour in there, but they sort of take you there once you're almost ready to deliver. Oh, yeah. Um, what yeah, hospital so, is that, sorry, just for um, people that are in your area? Yeah, the Anglis in Ferntree Gully. Okay, cool. Yeah, Nice. Um, so yeah, so she was really great. Like I loved, I loved seeing her every couple of weeks, and I was always going there with so many questions, um, just again because I just wanted to prepare and and to know if this happened, what would the outcome be, and mm-hmm. how would we deal with it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so she was just really great and just able to give me all the answers I wanted and was able to answer them the way I wanted, um, which was really nice. Um, so yeah, so. She, yeah, was there for all my appointments, I think, bar one. Um, and, yeah, so. you Your first sign of labour, how far along were you? Um, I was about 39 and four, I think. Um, wow, cool. So you had both your babies right before 40 weeks. It's so lucky. Yes. Yeah. No, it was right really before good. you start losing your marbles. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, but although, yeah, with both of them, I really, because I love being pregnant so much, I I might have been happy to sort of go that extra time because I both times I was just never fully ready to be like, yeah. Wow, you're the I only just, woman yeah. I've ever heard say that. <laughs> but that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I'm like 38 weeks, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> With the twins, I was like 36. But anyway. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Cool, so you so, went yeah. into labour. Were you at home? Yeah, so I was at home. So I had woken up about five, five thirty, I think, when Anthony's alarm had gone off, and 
sort of felt a few, you know, little waves just come over and I was like, oh, yeah, like this might be something starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a day that um, Hagen was going to daycare because I had been working in between the pregnancies. So he'd gone to daycare one day a week. So it was sort of good that it was this day. So yeah. ended up he woke up early, ended up taking him at sort of between 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning to daycare. And it was sort of, it was a bit emotional dropping him off as well, like, because I just, I knew, you know, in my borders that um, it was going to happen that day. Oh, and yeah. I was sort of, yeah, a little bit sad to drop him off thinking that this is the last time it was just oh, going to be us. Yes. Oh. But yeah, so I got, I got a little photo with him um, oh. that morning and I dropped him off and had a, had a little bit of a cry, I think. Oh. Um, but yeah, so then came home and went back to bed and just tried to relax as much as possible. And um, I was having a birth photographer as well because that was something I really wanted after awesome. giving birth with Hagen and having him born on call mm. um, in the sack. I just thought I really don't want, like I really wish I'd seen it. Yeah. So I really wanted to have a birth photographer there to be able to capture all the moments uh, for us. That's special. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I messaged her just to say, you know, I'm in early labour, I think. Um, it could be today sort of thing. And she was all all good about that. She's like, yep, just keep me updated. Um, and I was also having um, my placenta encapsulated. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I messaged the, the lady doing that just to let her know, um, you know, it could be today. And she was all good about that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I just spent the morning sort of laying in bed and, um, yeah, just trying to relax as much as possible. Um, I ended up going out and going for a walk we have um a national park out the back of our property um and it's got a big hill so I was like yeah I'll go walk up the hill a couple of times see if that (laughs) brings it on a bit more um did that ended up I think I baked a few things in the kitchen and I was watching um one of my favorite movies Pitch Perfect it's just one of those ones I can just you know watch and sing and sort of dance to and take my mind off things and uh, when I was watching that I was you know bouncing on the fit ball and um, in the kitchen, I was just doing a few squats here and there <laughs> to, to try to get moving. I love it. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I just did that and I think it got to about 2 o'clock and I can't remember actually if I'd spoken to my midwife yet, um, but I ended up calling Anthony because he actually went to work um, and I told him in the morning, like, I think something's happening, but he just had to go do a bit of paperwork and at, at 2 o'clock I called him. I was like, oh, look, I think you should come home because it was going to probably be about an hour drive him to get home I said look just come home try beat you know the traffic yeah um you know so he got home at about three o'clock I just spoke to my midwife prior to that mm-hmm. um and she'd actually been working that day so she had run out of hours like I think she was going to be at the hospital till four or five o'clock um so she was like oh look I'm really sorry but you know this next midwife I think her name was Sharon um will be on so she'll be able to look after you which I was totally fine about and I sort of had a feeling like she wasn't going to be, Karen wasn't going to be at my birth, like yeah. right this whole time, like she'd been so supportive and, and answered all my questions. But I just sort of had this feeling that like she just wasn't going to be there. Wow. Um, which I was totally fine about, like, mm. you know, I had trust in in all of them and I had trust in my body that it, what was going to happen was going to happen and yeah, it would all work out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, yeah, so Anthony got home at about three. We put the tens machine on. Um, I just we just chilled out in bed, um, just and we started timing the contractions at three o seven. Um, 
And then we'd organise for my mum and dad to pick up uh, Hagen from daycare um, just so they could pick him up and they were going to dro- bring him um, over just so we could sort of just say hi and bye and then they were going to have him for the night. Um, so I got to about 4 o'clock and that's when they were going to pick him up and sort of got to 4.15 and they still weren't there. I was like, geez, they're taking a long time and, and sort of like I could tell the, inter- um, the contractions or waves had sort of intensified a little bit. And I think I was just getting anxious because I just wanted to know that I'd seen Hagen, said goodbye, and he was at home with mum and dad, Yeah. Um, you know, and all good. Um, so they got there at about quarter past four and it ended up that they couldn't figure out the um, how to loosen the straps in his car seat. So oh, I had no. to have the other parents there. Oh, bless <laughs> them. I it's know. like my parents. <laughs> so they ended up figuring it out and um, oh, came no. over and, yeah, so we got to see Hagen and them and um, we were just in the kitchen just having a little chat and I'd had a had a wave and I was sort of bending over the bench just breathing through it. Yeah. And my dad had sort of noticed and he was like, oh, so are you guys going to go to the hospital now? <laughs> I was like, no, no, we've still got a while. Like we'll just stay here and until we're really ready. Um, so anyway, they left and poor Hagen was in hysterics when he was leaving. Oh, um, no. And like was sort of outside with them and I ended up having to go inside because I was having – another wave and I was just like oh, I can't like I can't give my energy yeah. to him and you yeah. know go through labor um so ended up coming inside and um I think they yeah left it maybe sort of 20 past four um and then we went onto the couch and I sort of I was having another couple of contraction of waves and um and it started to just get a little bit more intense mm-hmm. I think again I think I must have said Anthony like I started to feel more pressure mm-hmm. So we called the midwife and it was still Karen who was on call. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like, look, if you want, you can come in and we can check you out and and that. Um, but she was like, oh, I can listen to a contraction while you're on the phone. And I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, within a minute one started and um, I was sort of moaning my way through it and, and again, could feel the pressure in my bottom. Mm-hmm. And I sort of remember that feeling from yeah. Hagen. I was going to say, did you have lots of memories coming back to you? Yeah, yeah, I did actually. And it was sort of good to sort of know where I was at if if it was going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like, yeah, I think you should probably come in. So we packed up the bags really quickly and got in the car at about uh, 4, 4.43, I think. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm telling you the times because it all falls into place soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so get in the car at 4.43 and we're driving on the way and we turn um onto Liverpool Road which is sort of just one of, off one of the main roads for anyone in this area they'll sort of understand yeah um and so yeah I turned onto Liverpool Road and I just it was about halfway maybe we were only in the car for five or ten minutes and I had another wave and I just said to Anthony I'm like oh Anthony I'm pushing oh my, <laughs> my god body, my body just completely took over <gasps> and just had the most intense bearing down sensation Wow. And he, he so calmly was like, okay, let's call the ambulance. Uh, let's call like triple zero. And did I'd he even pull re- over? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> so we'd, um, I'd made a conscious decision when I got into the car because I was playing um, like my meditation music mm-hmm. and I made a conscious decision to turn off the Bluetooth because I was like, I'll just let it keep playing. I don't want to have to fiddle within the car to keep it going. Mm-hmm. So I had that going. So then I had to try to turn the Bluetooth back on, stop my music and call triple zero. Oh, no. Um, and as we called triple zero as well, we went through a black spot, so it didn't go through. 
we we had to I had to hang up and then try again and it finally got through and in that time I can't remember if I'd had then another wave and my water broke um yeah so in the carpet I was of course prepared and I had like a waterproof thing on my chair and awesome so nothing went onto the the car which was awesome yeah because I've heard that's Um, really hard to get out (laughs) yeah I know I was thinking like we'd have to replace the whole seat or something Yeah. yeah um so wow so yeah, the universe so, was like you're having this baby on the side of the road exactly <laughs> so we, we called triple zero and the lady was wonderful and she was like okay like you need to tell me yeah where you are and my husband drives this road every day for work and he was like oh run Liverpool I just have to wait for the next road to see what corner and Anthony knew exactly like thinking back now he's like I knew exactly where we were but because oh. of the whole situation. Yeah, that's God, fair enough. Like, oh God. Um, <laughs> but he was really calm throughout the whole thing. And he, um, uh, throughout the thing, is uh, throughout the call as well, the lady's like, okay, you need to pull over so, like, we know exactly where you are. And in my mind, I was just like, keep driving. Like, we're going to the hospital. You have babies at hospitals. Like, we're going to be fine. Yeah, like, yeah, wow. keep going. <gasps> and then the operator was like, so do you want me to cancel this ambulance? Like, she was, you know, just wanting to really make sure. And I was like, keep driving. And then Anthony ended up just going, no, we're pulling over. So I pulled over into a bus stop wow. at the front of the primary school. Lucky, like, school was over. It was oh, really gosh. <laughs> so we, wow. we pulled over and Anthony got out of the car and I was sitting in the front so he came around to my side, pulled pants down and the um, – the call operator was like, okay, do, do you see a head or anything? And he's like, no, no. Um, then pretty soon after I had another wave and his head started to come out and he was like, yep, yep, see the head. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah, throughout this so were you in the back great. seat? No, I was in the front seat. You were in the front so, seat. Yeah, sort of like facing out the door, half out the door, half in sort of thing. Oh, my gosh. And, um yeah, so and then Anthony saw a police car driving past, so he quickly like leant over and honked the horn just to try to get their attention, you know, thinking they may be able to come and help. Um, so they ended up doing a U-turn and coming around and just parking in front of us and sort of casually walked over. And Anthony was like, my wife's having a baby, <laughs> like sort of thing. And they're like, oh, okay. Wow. And they got their, um, their first aid kit, like, and then just stood behind Anthony, like supervising because they sort of, They'd heard we were on the phone to triple zero anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think they don't really have much um, experience in yeah. delivering too many babies. Yeah. I think they were just there to if Anthony needed a help or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, so what was your mind frame? What were, what were you um, thinking? Can you remember? Not not completely, but sort of like because we actually got the, um, the recording. I requested the recording and it's really amazing to listen back. To, to see how it all unfolded mm-hmm. or hear how it all unfolded. Um, I was relatively calm. Like it wasn't screaming or, you know, nothing like that because, you know, I'd been through it before and. You knew um, the sensations yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And I sort of just knew like if it was meant to happen, it was going to happen and nothing was going to go wrong. You were going like, to be okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If we were meant to have a baby on the side of the road, mm-hmm. he was going to be healthy and fine. Mm-hmm. And so was I. Mm-hmm. Um so, awesome. so yeah, it was just, it sort of just happened and it was just really primal, like, oh, I um, love it. sort of just, yeah, grunting and moaning my way through having him. And I think we had another one or two contractions and his head was born. Wow. Um, 
and the, the operator was, you know, instructing Anthony to, um, you know, to support my, my vagina so that I didn't tear and, mm-hmm. you know, support the baby. Then she's like, the baby will be very slippery. Make sure you're holding him properly or, you know, holding the baby. She didn't know it was a boy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so Anthony did a great job, though, you know, delivering him and, and grabbing him. Wow. As he was coming out and the paramedics hadn't come yet. It was just the policeman um, and policewoman who were there. Um, but by the end of it, the Mica paramedic was there. There was a normal ambulance and three police cars. Wow. So it was quite a commotion on the side of the road. But, um, yeah, they were sort of directing traffic around us. And, oh, yeah, my we no Until I sort of got out of the car and was like, oh, wow, there's lots of you around <laughs> here. <laughs> but it was, it was just amazing. Like it just all happened so quick. Mm. Um, and just happened perfectly like as I said earlier I sort of wanted Anthony to assist with the delivery and have a water birth but obviously um, manifested it a bit too hard for him to assist with the delivery (laughs) you Um, didn't quite make it to the water but you know no exactly (laughs) got a natural birth that's it so and it was just one of the the best experiences like that along with Hagen's birth were the best experiences yeah. Yeah, that is so amazing. So once the ambulance arrived, did you deliver yeah. the placenta there or did you do that at hospital? No, so um they cut the cord or they prepared the cord and Anthony cut the cord. Okay, um yeah. and they asked me and I sort of think back now when I, I think I would have actually been happy to just keep him um Touch. connected until we got to hospital, but um it was just sort of a like part of it. Yeah, I was just like, Yeah, you may as well like and and I'd with both of them, um, did uh, delayed cord clamping, so wait for what I had on my birth preferences. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made sure that that happened, which was great. Um, awesome. But yes, yeah, so he got to cut the cord there, which was pretty cool. And and they had a um, a student paramedic with them, so that was pretty cool for him to see. You yeah, know, I bet. Um, a, a, you know the cord and everything, and I could hear them you know, telling him, you know, I, I think they were giving measurements of how far along the cord you clamp and cut and everything. So yeah. I was like, oh, it was a learning experience for him as well. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah, so then I just remember as well the paramedic was like, okay, so when you get up out of the car and onto the um, the stretcher, just make sure you keep your legs close together, you know, in case the placenta falls out. Oh, and I was like, my okay. <laughs> like I knew it wouldn't and I knew I would feel, it you know, coming. the sensation of it coming. Yeah. Um, but of course, like they don't attend too many births. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. You know, so I got on the stretcher and got into the, um, into the ambulance and because there were so many police, um, police cars and stuff there, there was, I think six police officers, um, and one of them offered to drive our car to the hospital so that Anthony could come into the ambulance with me. Mm-hmm. Which was really cool. So that was nice yeah. um, to continue sharing that experience with him. Um, so then on the drive to the hospital, Anthony called the midwife. And um, I think by this time the shift change had happened, so it was Sharon. And he just said to her, he's like, oh, we won't be needing your services anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We've had the baby on the side of the road. And what did she's she like, say? Okay. I think she's like, okay, I'll see you when you get here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So wow. that was pretty cool. So were you just in the ambulance thinking, 
What just happened? Did I just actually um, give birth yeah. on the side of the road? Yeah. Even um on the recording, wow. like just after he was born. Are you, you can talking hear about anything. the um ambulance recording? Like on the front yeah. of- Oh cool. So yeah, they gave on the that. front of the paramedic. Yeah, you can actually request it. Wow. Um so and again, because I'd wanted the birth photographer, <laughs> I didn't have that. Um oh, I thought gosh. this would be sort of the second best to mm-hmm. be able to still have that experience documented. So, yes, but just in the, oh, yeah, so what I was going to say, sorry, um, on the recording, you can just hear Anthony at one stage after um, Tanner was born. He was just like, oh, my God, (laughs) holy shit. Oh, my gosh, I love it. That is so cool. It's just so cool that he really got his his emotion from it and and his um, yeah. His side of it, which was what pretty cool. What he was feeling in that moment. <laughs> yeah, he just was just like thinking, like, "Oh my god, I just delivered a baby, or delivered wow. my baby." So. It would be such a surreal feeling. Oh, and it really was like, yeah. Even in the ambulance, you just, I was just lying there holding Tanner, going, "Just wow. have my baby." Like, did you find out what you were having with him? Did I ask? You yeah, we did as well. You yeah, did, we yeah. found out um, with the harmony test early cool. on. Oh, awesome! Yeah. So, um, yeah, wow. so that was really cool, and yeah, so got to hospital. And um, it was pretty interesting, like, so we went through emergency um, and they sort of had to wheel us around the hospital to get up to birth suites and um, they had no idea where they were going. They were sort of going based on the signs, mm-hmm. you know, not having been to that hospital, I guess, too often or needing to go through the hospital. Mm. So, yeah, so they, yeah, wheeled us up and I was greeted by a few of the midwives wow. sort of at the door um, you congratulating us. talk of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was, yeah, it was pretty interesting. And, and everyone yeah, got, was healthy. Yeah. So like when the, the paramedic um, got to, got to us, um, Tanner was born and he checked him out and said he was fine. And when he was born, he was, I don't think, I can't remember if he cried or not straight away, but we could see that he was breathing and he was okay. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't blue or anything like yeah. that. So yeah. yeah. Um, so he was fine and I felt fine. That's awesome. Um, just goes yeah. to show, I mean, women do it out in the bush all the time, you know. And that's the thing, like, that's what our bodies are made to do. Yeah. You know, it's it's not, it shouldn't be a fearful negative experience. No. It's just something our body goes through that is natural. And so you know? do you guys feel like you'll go back for a third or are you done now? We're still contemplating it. We'd always said just two, but now after having just the two and uh, yeah, I don't know. I sort of, I really want to go through the whole experience again. Yeah, my sort gosh. of, feel, you know, having such a short labour and quick birth with Tanner. Yeah. You know, I, didn't, I don't know. It sounds um, probably a lot of women probably might not think the same, but I sort of didn't get to really take it in and think like this is the last time I'll be doing this, like because it was just so quick, and I'm like, oh, but I loved oh. it. I wanted to experience it again. That's so such a beautiful perspective. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So I think. I think we might go for a third, but mm. we might just wait for the boys, you know, after a year or two, um, you know, because they're so close in age. I don't really yeah. want to do three under three. So um, yeah. <laughs> two under two is enough. Yeah. Now, well, I've so. got three under three, so yeah. wish me luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Gosh, I can't yeah. even imagine what your next one would be like. I know, but they say number three can be a little bit different. So, you know, it might not oh, be yeah. as quick I mean, or... Every single birth could be different, yeah. Oh, exactly. So you might have to do a home birth just so that you're in your space. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I suggested that to Anthony, so I'm sure he'd be on board considering he's delivered. Yeah, yeah. gosh, girl, you're built for it. You're, you nailed birth. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Steph, and sharing those unbelievable stories with us. Thank you so much for having me on. That brings us to the end of today's show. What an incredible story to remind us all how ridiculously powerful women are and that your body is perfectly designed to give birth no matter where you are. Also, that a happy ending is always possible when fertility struggles are your reality. I hope you guys felt inspired and I'll see you next week for another episode of Positive Birth Australia. Thank you.